now tuned into the DFPN, the Dap Villain Podcast Network. Welcome to the Smoke Pit. It's Friday night, come and take a load off. Come sit in the Smoke Pit, it's time for us to show off. It's been a long week, come relaxing, get some lapsing, and let's talk about these brackets. And while we at it, tell me whose man's is this? Cause I got questions, I'm hoping you can answer it. Get ready, cause you know we gon' talk a lot of shit. It's Mac and Mac, welcome to the Smoke Pit. Hey, yo, what's up, everybody? Um, it's Friday. We're coming at you a bit early. Um, we were lucky enough to, to to both get out of work on time to come a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, a lot more people be, be able to tune in. Uh, but you know what it is, Friday. Got your boy Mac and Mac in the building. And uh, today just happens to... This Friday happens to fall on a very... Uh, how can I say this? An important day, mm-hmm. uh, date for, for myself and for a lot of people uh, who know the individual that we're about to talk about. Um, so the ener- the energy will pick up. Trust me. Yes, but it will. for it right will. now, I think uh, keep, keep a somber tone as we uh, talk in, in a mini celebration of one Patrick Griffin. Um a, a fellow brother in arms to a lot of us. Uh, there's a lot of members in the smoke pit who were uh, stationed at Eglin, um, where where he was at. Um, and for those who don't know, um, for for newer members or uh, for those who have been in and just you know haven't haven't been around, um, on this day, 19 years ago. Um, the brave men and women of the 720th Air Control Squadron uh, were sent over to Southwest Asia um, to set up a control and reporting center to provide C2 to all the aircraft that were flying around doing the work in Iraq. Um, So a majority of the members went to Kuwait uh, to get all the equipment that arrived there by boat and then drive all the equipment from Kuwait up to Baghdad. And it was a two-day convoy. On the second day, um, tragedy struck, and we lost uh, Staff Sergeant Patrick Griffin. Um, in honor of him, we named our uh, radar site and our, our work site after him camp, camp griffin. griffin um yep um the road that the squadron was located on at eglin was changed from demon way to griffin way uh they added a memorial at the uh, nomad uh memorial for the individuals who mm-hmm. passed uh the terrorist attack at cobar towers i believe in 96 uh they have since moved that memorial over to i believe keesler right or is it still? Yeah, there? it's yeah, it's at like Keesler now. Okay. Okay, so it's over at Keesler where the um, the technical training school for all one Charlie Fives, which is the AFSC, um, it's there now. Um, 
they have a, a little uh you know memorial display here at the 607th where they train all new one charlie fives uh, mm-hmm. for the calf mission and so in our career field it's, it's a pretty big deal uh both him and i believe airman holt uh yeah. are still the only two one charlie fives to have lost their lives in a combat zone so um obviously we're going to have a toast to them um so if you you have your glasses um you know charge him um i am here with uh his favorite drink of choice uh jim beam kentucky oh okay bro no look i I, when i got the little shooter um because (laughs) if i if i buy a bottle like it's it's not it's not expensive and that's one of the things i liked about griff like he yeah he was a man of the people he 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 he, you know what i'm saying he was with us like while we was on our 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 bargain bin uh uh (laughs) cognac paul masson you know he he stayed in his realm and and stuck with the jim beam you know what i'm saying he stuck with the jim beam you know what i'm saying so uh you know good on him uh (laughs) but uh the, the crazy thing is uh, I was at work today and our commander comes in and he's like, Brooke, yep. So uh, 12.05, everybody meet me in my office, right? And he got a pretty big office and we're a small unit, so we can all fit in there. So everybody's like, yo, what, what's all this about? Uh, we go in there and, uh, you know, he's just like, so uh, today's a very special day. And and the minute he said that, I was like, oh, he's going to talk about Griff, you know, and then I got in my feelings a little bit, right? I thought he was just going to go on a speech, uh, go on a spill and talk about it. Um, but it was real cool how he did it because he timed it to make it, the toast happen on the 728th minute of the day, which oh. I believe is around 12, 12, 13 or something like that, right? Yeah. Um, so he did the map and figured it out. Uh, when he told us it was it was very very emotional then he was like well sergeant mccoy of the people here you actually you know met him talked to him worked with him um so do you have a few words and bro instant like eyes watered voice cracking um yeah yeah he did this last year too because last year we were in tinker and it the the master results came out found out i made it then he did this speech and i had to go up there and say a few words and it was awesome because we were able to do a, a toast with a a lot of one charlie fives uh dedicated to uh his late wife michelle and his kids uh corey mckenzie but um mm-hmm. before before i start looking like a fool up here um <laughs> What what do you have to say uh, about Griff? Like, what what do you remember? I know you weren't on that deployment, but you know you were stationed mm-hmm. there with us, and you were able to work with him in Garrison in uh, in yeah. DOR. So, uh, like, what what are your thoughts? Or you know, share some words, man. Um, Griff was the reason. If if you, because Griff was a DST, and uh, mm-hmm. if you were anywhere near that realm, which I kind of had to be working with DOR, um, like you had to train with him. So 
he was one of the people that trained me and make sure like he was the one that actually took the time out to, you know, show me the ropes of the OM, like just knowing where everyone went, what everything was, you know what I mean? Like all of your radios are on this side, pretty much um, your encryptors and stuff are on this side. And as long as you know that you can figure out, that's one thing I carried with me, like to be able to know the OM well was from Griff. Um, Cause he showed us that. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I remember the day we found out. It was a night shift for us because the reason I didn't go on that deployment is because they shipped a whole bunch of us off to Tyndall. Like there was a big group of us that yep. ended up going to Tyndall. Um, and I th- Chiz was there, and Ch- Chiz had just retired and ended up working at Tyndall. And we were working the night shift together. And for some reason, I had left. I think it was from to get like dinner or something. I ended up leaving and I come back and Chiz is just bawling, like bawling his eyes out. And I'm like, yo, you good? Like, you know, you, you know, Chiz. Chiz is like, like right. mellow. And like to come in and see him bawling, I'm like, yo, something's wrong. You know what I mean? And that's how we found out because he couldn't even get it out really. You know what I mean? And the rest of that, I yeah. just remember the rest of that night just being quiet. It was, you could hear a pin drop and it's normally we talk, you know what I mean? Just to get through the night and it was, it was just quiet, you know what I mean? And I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine it, bro. Like, like just asking like what happened, you know what I mean? So he was a real cool dude though, man. Like very approachable. You could talk to him. You could ask him questions. He'd help you out. Like he was a real, he was a real cool brother. Real cool brother, man. So he's definitely going to be missed. Well, he's definitely missed. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, so uh, at work, what the main thing I focused on was like how real he was as far as he's the first kind of instructor I've had in the military because yeah. you go through basic where obviously you're, you're, your TIs are, are made to just be on your ass and shit, you know, and they try yeah. to break you down and, and all that stuff to, to get you ready to mold into to serving in the, the military. Then you go to tech school where um, you kind of got your MTLs who are kind of on that on that kick to an extent. And then um, kind of the the tech school instructors who also uh, are, <laughs> I don't want to say, are assholes but a lot of them are <laughs> a lot of them still are. on that power trip of <laughs> yeah. these dudes are just from basic you know so we we can still kind of fuck, fuck with them a right bit. yeah we can fuck with them a little bit yeah um shit. <laughs> to the point where um <laughs> to the point where uh it it's kind of you know it it doesn't do anything to a new person coming in, right? Um, right. You're just sitting there like, why why is everybody such a fucking asshole? Like this is, I'm trying to learn how to do a job. You're being a dick about it. You've been doing it for X amount of years. Um, I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to get on your level, but you want to be a dick about shit. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> that's kind of how my tech school instructors are. I'm I'm assuming that everybody's better now, you know, 
not everybody is on that that same level i'm hoping because i know some people over there uh instructing over at keesler but um then i get to to eglin and the move at eglin was a lot of people were going tdy to learn their shit to luke right mm -hmm. uh, so they're going and learning the job here at luke uh they kept me back to train in-house to be uh dst oh man my mic stand broke uh, no, I'm, that. I'm gonna figure out it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, nah, it's a. Uh, so like you know, I get in there and we had Paul Parker, right? Mister, uh, mm -hmm. I know everything about the OMs because I've been in for like forever, right? He's been in since the <laughs> his way of instruction was something different, right? <laughs> his way of instructing was something different uh and then um you know uh sergeant austin you know harry austin i think it was uh he was another one but then griff was like my tertiary right so that's because griff was the youngest one was like and like yeah 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 yeah. he was the youngest <laughs> one like and he knew he knew like I'm just so I'm gonna show you this because I know I know what they show I know what they're doing. You know what I mean? I'm gonna show you this yeah. in and out. Because <laughs> like, I'm gonna keep, I, I I'm keep he, them off I your think... ass a little bit. <laughs> right? Because I think in his mind he's like, bro, I, I know what you're going through. They did the yeah, same bullshit yeah. to me, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. So I'm I'm gonna go ahead and, and help you out, and uh, you know show you show you what you're supposed to be doing right and walk you through it because i know you don't know right and <laughs> right, he did right. he took that time and i'm i'm a i'm a hands-on visual learner right so i'm doing the cbt's shit ain't clicking to me like i need to go out there and see it and he would take time out his day to walk me out to the oms and show me and walk me through the stuff right and mm -hmm. i appreciated that and at that point i was just like if i ever become an instructor if anybody ever wants me to teach something to somebody that's how I want to do it. I want to take the time, mm -hmm. figure out the best way to get the material across to the student or to whoever's trying to, to learn. Where they get it. And yeah, uh, to where they get it. Yeah. And, and to yeah. not be a dick about it. Right. Cause I, bro, you, you just coming out of high school or coming from whatever job you have never done this shit before in your life. Instead of me being an right. asshole and make you feel bad that you don't know how to do shit that you've never done before. Let me show you how to do it. Let me take the time to show you right. how to do it. So um, based off of that, like, I just took that and moved forward. Sometimes you have crappy supervisors, crappy leadership, crappy instructors, and then you have the good supervisors, the good leadership, the good, you know, so just as you go through your career or life in general, people that that you look up to, people that that are your mentors and stuff, Take pieces and 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 take notes and see how they do stuff that you like and be like, hey, I want to, I like that. I like how he's doing that. That's how I want to be. And then also when you have the shitty guys, you know what I'm saying? Look at that and be like, that's not how that's I want. That's not be. what I want. That's, yeah, that's I'm not, not going to do that. So, um, you know, uh, that that's what Griff did, and that was my that's my whole approach. You know, my whole career as an instructor at a at a you know, calf unit instructor at a formal training unit. Anytime mm -hmm. I'm supposed to sit down and teach somebody how to do something, I, I just take the time to make sure that they get the the attention in the right uh, method of instruction. So that that's how yeah. Griff 
Um, that's how he impacted me. And I feel like by me utilizing that, his method of instruction and, you know, paying it forward and having other yeah. students who I've instructed, uh, both enlisted and officer reach back out to me and be like, Sergeant McCoy, I love the way you do that. Like, I'm going to do like, I, I, that's the way I'm a, I'm going to instruct too. So in a sense, like, it's like, he's still making an impact. He's still making a difference. Mm -hmm. um, out here Most you definitely. Know, so that is that is all i'm gonna say because i'm not trying to cry again <laughs> i'm not i'm not for that life again um but uh you got your uh your shot you need to you need yeah, to pour I, one up or i got i got one i got one um before before we do that uh i do i so i did organize this group and uh I did want to invite those who knew Griff, and they can come on throughout the show too. So uh, yeah. we'll put we'll put some in there. Uh, if you want to come on the show, man, share your thoughts on Griff. I'll uh, post this link, and uh, feel free to come in and and share it. You know what I mean? Share your thoughts. Uh, share a story or two. You know what I'm saying? So. Most def, most definitely. Um, so uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, we'll take this shot, have a moment of silence for uh, the homie Griff um, to uh, uh, Michelle, Mackenzie, and, and Corey. Um, I'm sure Griff is looking down, especially to Mackenzie and Corey. Especially Corey, mm -hmm. who's uh who is in the Air Force now, active duty, I believe the security forces, um, mm -hmm. which is what Griff was before he cross trained over to one Charlie Five. Um to see him walking in his father's footsteps, uh doing awesome. great things, winning the awards he's doing, and watching his daughter grow up into the amazing woman that she is, and and seeing Michelle being as strong as she is, uh being able to raise two great kids. Um after Griff's passing, um, it, it's just mm -hmm. amazing. Um, this this toast is also for you guys. Um, yep. And uh, let's just take this shot before I cry, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so to so, uh, to Griff, to Michelle, to, to Corey, and to Mackenzie, to you guys. Salute. Oh my God, Griff! How did you do that? <laughs> oh, oh, Jim Beam hurts. Ah, oh man, but um, that airman money, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, that's all I got. Uh, why don't you run through the sponsors real quick, and uh, I'm gonna mute this and try to set this back up on this table. Bet. So while he's doing that, guys, let's go ahead and shout out our sponsors. Uh, thank y'all for tuning in to the Smoke Pit episode 78. We are on. We are almost to 100, guys, so stick in there with us. Hope y'all come in and share your thoughts tonight. Before we uh, get into the show and all the shenanigans, let's shout out the sponsors. Plugs, earbuds, go to www.gettheplugs.com. 
Enter in code DFPN10 for a 10% discount. Also, shout out to Fiverr. You guys see our link in the Smoke Pit Podcast fan group. If you're not in that group, please go to Facebook, search up Smoke Pit Podcast fan group. Come in. Uh, it's a pleasure to be entering in new members and everybody that is uh, coming into the pit now. So come join the conversation. Shout out to datfilling.bandcamp.com. The homie E. Smitty put up some more new music. He is re-releasing all of his old songs. So uh, go check him out. MRK Mondays is still a thing. So go to datfilling.bandcamp.com today. For as little as $3, you get the entire catalog. And there's more music coming. This show and many others will be on the Patreon. So go to patreon.com slash datfillingpodcast. Fun fact, we're going to do our annual uh, $100 Instacart giveaway. So that's a year subscription to Instacart. Go to the Patreon, sign up for as little as $3 there. You get access to all these shows ad-free, a lot more intuitive uh, posts where you can vote on polls and stuff like that. We give, we do giveaways. I may do one tonight. Who knows? So go to Patreon dot com slash that podcast and finally we have our merch available at the teespring so go to teespring.com and search up that podcast there's the link right there for those that are not watching live and are listening go to teespring.com slash that i'm sorry teespring.com and search that podcast and you too can be rocking some beautiful and I mean beautiful merch, just like the homie Mac, aka boys wearing the night. So there it is. Did you get your stuff set up, man? I vote that you do that every week, sir. I, I <laughs> vote you do that. You did such a magnificent job. Um, it's working, but I know I'm gonna have to buy a new mic, boom, man. Like a small piece of plastic broke off. I'm just like, oh, that shouldn't be too. Apparently, that's the motherfucking Achilles heel of this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh... So it's, it's it's on there. I'm gonna try not to move it around and and, and do too much with it. But uh, yeah, a, another one has to be ordered uh, tonight. So, uh, back to my uh, crown peach and, and iced tea to soothe the burn that uh that Jim Beam did to my body. <laughs> <laughs> so today. today was a big day, bro. Yes, it was. Uh, yes, it music was. lovers, more specifically, those of the hip hop variety. We were blessed with Kendrick's fourth studio LP, uh, Mr. Morale. Ooh, I almost knocked this crown over. <laughs> My heart stopped. <laughs> but uh, Mr. Morale and the Big Step. Uh, mm-hmm. Kendrick Lamar's new album and surprisingly both uh, Black and myself have been seeing I guess you can call it mixed reviews like I haven't heard anybody call it bad or or anything less than good but when right. it comes to Kendrick the, the bar is set high you know what I'm saying um mm-hmm deservingly so deservingly so but um 
it is a very and we were talking about this before the show a very a very personal album it feels to me uh when i heard it he is letting us into his life more intimately than the good kid mad city where he kind of told you stories about himself growing up which you know was like the street shit right out there mm-hmm. in the street shit doing street hood rat shit with his hood rat friends right i think this was more of his his upbringing inside the four walls of or i don't know how many walls in his house but inside of his home uh family issues aunts uncles yep. cousins yep. moms uh and then even into his his personal relationship with his partner um so i ask you and and i always love to do this because you you two are are a um are an artist and mm-hmm. and put yourself into your work as well your initial thoughts like how many like the first i want your initial reaction first complete listen through and then obviously obviously subsequent listen throughs like your your opinion may or may not change so initial reaction from you initial listen what was it my initial reaction was like this album is different this is a different album it's not it's not your average it's not even your average rap album right the the stuff he's talking about on this album isn't your normal run-of-the-mill rap album it's not he's approaching this from a completely personal experience perspective which i loved about this album and Mm -hmm. being that being that he's exploring so many things um that are rarely if ever talked about on a hip-hop album is incredible and how he approached it how it was delivered the feeling behind it was incredible the first listen um and it was it was such rapid fire what's up gus it was such rapid fire that it was uh it was it was hard to catch everything the first the first go listen the the first listen it was hard to catch it and it was just it was it was like holy the first time i heard it i was like holy shit this is this is incredible right and i was like i knew i had to listen to it again i've listened to this album four times and since it came out i'm i'm on i'm on my fourth Mm -hmm. listen um and i'll tell you what i did and why i'm why i'm I'm gonna give it the grade i'm gonna give it so i listened to it first time the first time because the sonics just uh it caught my attention like the sonics and the delivery to the sonics was he did a very he did a very wild thing like there's a there's a theory that there's a certain frequency in in humans that responds to emotion right and he kept it yeah right at that frequency he didn't go too much higher and he didn't go too much lower he stayed right there um and the way he delivered it it made you feel something or it should have made you feel something mm-hmm. and i love i love that too and then so by the time i got to uh 
What's the one with him and Summer Walker? Oh, the one that uh, shut, shut the fuck up when you hear love. Uh, Purple Hearts. Purple Hearts. Yeah, and by Summer time Walker I got Ghostface. Yeah, by the time I got to that on the first listen, Kendrick was my go. <laughs> by the time I got to that, Kendrick was my go. <laughs> and I still had I still had half the album to go. You know what I mean? I was like, this motherfucker's the good. Right. <laughs> and and right. he listen, from for what he did with this album. For the next 10 years, it's the bar. For the next 10 years, this album will be the bar. And you, the decade? You know the, the next, next decade. decade. The next decade. This is the bar. This is the bar for the next decade. The way you That's will not see fair this. That's not fair not. to these other rappers, bro. It's not. But he <laughs> warned you. He warned you. He warned you on Baby King. He was like, when I come, I'm killing everybody that's outside. And he was not lying. He is. He was not lying. Mm. And for for the casual listener, like the first the first listen may have been rough, but the more you listen to this album, the more sense it's going to make. To me, it made a ton of sense on the first listen. I just needed to go back and see mm -hmm. what I what I missed. And then on my third listen. I listen to it backwards because there's a completely different meaning if you listen to that shit backwards. So really, there's so yeah, it's there's like it's like damn. You're you're saying yeah, it's, it's like, like damn. damn, like it's yeah, it's made to be listened. Huh? Yeah, you can listen to you can listen to this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to do that, and, it, and it'll it'll make. I'm gonna have to. It'll, do that. It is a completely different meaning. And I and I'm on this listen. I'm trying to figure out what that part. Means. Wow. Um. So, then let me let me let me run through my experience with it, and then then at the end we'll. We'll give it a great. I'm, I'm assuming. I don't want to get too far out of myself. I kind of think I know how many puffs you're giving this thing, um, <laughs> based off <laughs> based off what you was just 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 shared. Um, but like we were talking about before we went live, I, and then we were also chatting. Like it, it's the fact when I look at this. I really don't see a radio single on here, right? I don't see a single that he was just like, like, I need to make one for for a radio play to get people interested to to, to cop the album or anything like that. Um, I think the closest he came to that was uh, releasing Heart Five. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like uh, two days before the album drops. Yeah. I love it when 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 an artist does this musically when they make a project for them it's not it's not because the label's like yo it's been two years you owe us an album he took the time and 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 created this uh, one for him 
Uh, and two, like every a lot of people in the comments are saying, to to expose and and I guess bury the myth that black people are men. You can say men, but I took it as black men. Um, that they they too suffer, they too have feelings, they too go through things, uh, and to sit there and expect a man to just try to tough it out mm -hmm. and and to move on and stuff um because you listen to this album you're like this dude has gone through everything like mm -hmm. shit that i wouldn't even wish my worst enemy you know what i'm saying and yeah. and to put it together to where um it it's not it's not your traditional rap album. It's not your traditional hip hop album. Uh, not at all. It's it's almost spoken word with the soundtrack. You know, um, I think is this your brother Michael Caitlin in here? Yeah. He said the argument track was real. He set the bar with this album. So the track you're talking about is "We Cry Together." It's him and Taylor Page. Yeah, and my first we listen um, was this morning. Yeah, yep. Uh, my first listen was this morning in the gym, um, and that that's kind of where where I like to like listen to the albums at because I know I'm in there for like a good hour or so. So it's just me and the music and and, and the weights. Um, this was different because it's not my my standard workout playlist, so it's not a lot of hyped up music and stuff. Right. It. Not that it affected the workout, but like I still got it in. But I was able to sit there and listen to it. I'm just like, yo, like the first time I heard that track, the We Cry Together, and that 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 argument, like I felt uncomfortable listening. It was just me. It was in my ears. Nobody else was yeah. hearing it. I was sitting there like, and you know why I was uncomfortable? And we were talking about it is because like, not every relationship has had a fight that intense, but like i've i've been in you know i've i've been there you know i've yeah. been there um not every relationship like i said is unicorns and rainbows and all that stuff and and to see you know like he's he's putting it out there like these are arguments that that i have had you know like with mm -hmm. him and his his you know his 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 partner and whatnot um uh uh the the mother i sober uh, towards the end of the second disc. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, amazing. Uh Auntie Diaries. Uh like I'm just like he is he is really stirring the pot because not only is toxic masculinity running rampant through America, like the whole trans thing, the whole LGBTQ thing, like people are just feeling some type of way about that. And for him as a black man to be like you know uh my auntie is a man you know yeah uh and and then like his his cousin became a woman you know what i'm saying like and then going to church that that, that, you know what I mean? like, that can trigger that is going to trigger a lot of i would say black men because it i would say a majority of us make up the majority uh, like the majority of people who are just you know the whole 
they're trying to emasculate black men and, and this, that, and the third mm-hmm. and, and stuff. And he's making a whole song talking about, hey, it's cool. Hey, saying faggot ain't cool. And then the line at the end, it was like, yeah, we can all say faggot, you know, if you cool with a white girl, you know, calling you, right. you know, nigger, you know? Yeah. And then the song stops and, and stuff. But um, my first listen, like I was, I was at, like I already knew this was like, Along the lines of to pimp a butterfly, you know, mm-hmm. you come off the high of what damn was to this to pimp a butterfly came off the high of good kid, mad city to, to pimp a butterfly. And yep. back when to pimp a butterfly came out, I was like, ah, I'm not feeling this. I'm not feeling this. It ain't got, it ain't got the shit for me to ride to, you know, um, but it took multiple listen throughs of to pimp a butterfly for me to be like, this dude is this dude is on another is he's in another he's on plane, another when plane. It comes to this rap. Yeah. He's, he's on he's, another plane. Yeah. It's not the same game. Like yeah. they're playing checkers, he's playing chess. Yeah. Damn came out. I'm just like, this is that good kid. Everybody loved Damn because it was almost back on that good kid Mad City shit. Like, mm. you know, it had the radio sing- singles, it had the hit boy production. It had, you know, uh, Knife Wonder. Like, it had all the boom bap and all of that stuff. Everybody's like, yeah, I fuck with this shit. Yeah. And then this comes out and people are like, well, I don't know. It's not a classic for me. Like, like I, as I got older, I just have to realize, bro, you just got to sit in a, and, and let... Let it marinate. Artists. Yeah. And, and let their... Let, let it... Let it do its job. Like, it's not meant to first listen. Oh, you know, childhood trauma, relationship problems, you know, transsexuals, uh, you know, all this stuff. Like, yep, that's a banger. Like, you just got to sit down and just look at this for what it is. Appreciate how vulnerable he's making himself for the fans in order to one or two like even if it's one or two people that some of these songs they're just like oh shit it wasn't just me who went through this shit you know right he went through this shit too and look where he's at um that 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 deserves kudos from me and i like i i i could never imagine myself being this vulnerable and then giving that to the world like it takes a lot for me to be vulnerable with my wife like telling her shit that really troubles me because i i there's a level of masculinity that i'm at where i'm just like nah fuck it i can take care of this i don't need to tell people like i'll right i'll right. I'll, I'll bear the weight you know i'll walk it off you know just give me some time it, it'll it'll even he addressed that shit he, on on father time he addressed that he, he addressed that same shit so i was like oh i love i was father like time, bro man i love man, that shit hit time. me in my soul i was like Oh my God, dude! What are you doing? Yeah, but mm-hmm. him him addressing like just that was incredible, man! Incredible. Okay, so uh, I've I that's all I've been listening to since six o'clock this morning, all the way through work, all the way up driving up to the house, um, up until short time. You 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 jumped into the studio and you you heard you heard the music playing. So um five puffs is the is the max. Five puffs is you have to listen to this shit 
if you haven't listened to it you're missing out if you say you love hip-hop as much as you do and you haven't heard this you are wrong that is you what are. we're calling five plus for this album that is unsad what are you giving this album <laughs> You know I'm giving this shit five plus. You know I'm giving it five plus. You know it. You were giving it five after the first listen. Yeah, it it was five off. But that's that's the that's the artist in me. You know what I mean? Like I can appreciate, I can appreciate what he did. You know what I mean? I I really do appreciate what he did. Not not just for not just for this album, but what it's going to do for people who want to rap like that. You know what I mean? Like there's there's a lane for people who wanna who wanna rap like that. You know what I'm saying? He's I, making I it really, okay. Yeah, it's it's okay to, to, to show your feelings. Like that. You know what I'm saying? It's yes. okay. It's okay to be vulnerable on a record. You know what I mean? Like that shit. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, what this is going to do to the community, that's the bar, bro. Like that's the bar. That's the bar. And the fact, the fact, and people hate the fact that you had Kodak Black on this album. Kodak Black on this album was a fucking genius move. It was fucking genius. Why? Because you have, you have Kendrick on the track. You have Kendrick on tracks being vulnerable. And then you have like the street dude who Kodak Black is and conveying that street side. Not only that, you have uh, an established artist, you know what I'm saying, bringing in one of the younger hip hop artists that connects to the kids, and now you have that lane. You know what I'm saying? It was it was fucking genius, bro. It was that was fucking genius. You made you if you hate that, you really have no idea what the fuck Kendrick is doing right now. You really have no idea. Facts. Um. This, I think it was one of the interludes where Kodak was on it and he was talking about how people are questioning him like what are you doing over there with a legend you Kodak Black you know like mm-hmm. already judging him like there is no way you supposed to be over here on Kendrick when you are known to be one of these mumble mumble rappers and, and, and just drill beats and, and all of this stuff man um I look at that kind of like what I was talking about earlier with Griff. Like, you 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 got to bring these these dudes up. You know what I'm saying? Like, Kodak yeah. is is out here. He he's in his lane and stuff. Why can't I don't even know if you want to call him an elder statesman of the of of the game? But who people you included are are willing to put on the pedestal as as the greatest of all time? Not not who's it right now like who's the best right now you you're giving him the goat title why not reach out to these younger rappers who i think you wizards beast like a multitude of 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 you guys over on dfpn have done shows about talking about these younger rappers getting caught up in 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 dying Mm -hmm. getting caught up in the street life getting caught up in shit where they're losing their life why not get them and mentor them like bring them on the album talk to him who who knows what they were talking about in studios this man could have been exactly. giving his dude moves on how to improve exactly. and, and how to grow as an artist so where he's not just stuck in 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 the kodak black mode that 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 everybody knows him to be in. you know what i'm saying so 
having Kodak on there, brilliant. The the track he's on, Silent Hill, I think is probably the best Kodak verse I've heard. Not that I've heard mm-hmm. a lot of his songs, but I did not feel the need to skip the song when Kodak started rapping. Normally, that's my move. Yeah. Like, uh, who was it? Like, like on J. Cole's album when 21 Savage is on there. Like, I skipped that verse. Like, after Cole raps, 21 <laughs> comes on. I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. You know? Yeah. But like, I don't, I don't know, man. Like it, it, it just fit. It just fit, and yeah. I liked it. Um. Yeah. On, on first look, so if you just look. Oh yeah. If you yeah. just look at that, if you look at that first, uh, if you look at it before listening to it, you're like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> I was, I definitely had that moment. I was like, what? Why the fuck is Kodak? What the fuck on is here? he doing on this shit? Yeah. I'm like, yep. What the fuck? But. When they did the interlude, it made sense. You know what I mean? I'm like, hold up. Kodak is actually saying some uh-huh. shit. <laughs> He's saying some shit right now. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. I was like, okay, I'll give it, it, it was, a, I'll give it a chance. Yeah, it, it was it's the move. Like I like Kendrick is in that realm where where Marvel is with me. Like, I, bro, I trust you. Like, you're doing this thing. I don't see where it's going, but I trust you. And I listened to it and I was just like, bro, this is a big move big move oh, yeah. is big move and it worked out and hopefully if you are giving kendrick's or if you're giving kodak some game hopefully he takes it and runs with it you know what i'm saying um first listen first listen i, I was out the gate like if i only had to listen to it once and tell you what i felt about it i would have said four you know what i'm saying i would have said four mm. um, that would have been fair probably about halfway through the second listen i i had no choice but to give it a five you know and and i get it i get it like not everybody's going to be on that page not everybody's going to be on that page to be like you know yep that's a five out the gate or a 10 out of 10 out the gate that's an a plus that's a classic not everybody's going to be like that out the gate because everybody likes different things when they when they buy their albums you know what i'm saying like people were still high off of damn and they were expecting some some bops on this one you know and they didn't get them so that's why they're mad and they rated kind of low uh some people are super i'm gonna stay in the safe lane and as a hip-hop head you know if i just keep saying big you know Pac, rakim all all the goats all the old school heads you know nobody can tell me shit because that's hip-hop royalty at that point right right and and respect to them but i think we're transitioning into the goat conversation oh Um, bro listen i gotta kick somebody out of of my top five i gotta kick somebody out of my top five that's the debate i'm having with myself like who am i kicking out of my top five because this man firmly established himself as the goat so now now i'm intrigued was Kendrick not already in your top five? No. He was number six. He was number six. But we've had this conversation. You're lucky before. my mic boom broke <laughs> because I was about to swing it away from me, but I don't need it to be falling and shit. <laughs> I thought no. about it. I was like, nah, that ain't that ain't the move. That ain't the move. No. No. Uh, I had to I had the uh I had to, I had to, I had to put him six. But the conversation I was having was 
when this album drops if it's good either he goes top five if it's good he goes top five if it's great he's goat because no one else has had four straight great albums no one else So here's my thing. Put them in your top five. Cool. Who to take out should be super easy because you're calling him the GOAT. Obviously, he moves up to number one. So whoever was number five is no longer there, right? I don't want to put you on the spot and ask you we gotta do who was number five on your list. <laughs> we got to do realignments. Because with, <laughs> with, with him being the GOAT, with him being the GOAT, then... yeah. There's criteria that has to be met based off what he just did. But he's your GOAT. Right now, if you made oh, a yeah. list, Kendrick is up there, 72-point font, fucking oh, Times yeah. New Roman, GOAT. bold, italicized, underlined. Yeah. GOAT. <laughs> GOAT. Dot, dot, dot. Fight your mama. GOAT. <laughs> Oh man. So here's where I'm at. Like, are you like when you I don't want to spend too much time on this. This will be a whole nother, a whole nother podcast. But real quick, your top five that you're talking about mm -hmm. is your top five best all time. Not like hot right now, right? Not who's yeah, current time. right now. All time. Is there anybody in your top five that's not actively rapping right now? Yes. Can I ask who that is? I have two. Biggie and Pop are in my top five. Well, they it's because they can't. Right, <laughs> they, can't right. they can't rap now. Um, I mean, like, is there any like KRS One ain't in there? Rakim ain't in there. Uh, uh, Rakim's in there. Black Thought ain't in there. Black Thought just dropped a new song. Okay. Him and Danger Mouse are coming out with because I think that's too. what uh. That shit, it's just about to be fire. Because I think that that's the problem that people run into. Um, like we could pay homage to the old heads, right? To the OGs mm -hmm. that came in the game, changed it up, brought something different, and whatnot. But I always like to, and it sucks because like sports and rap or sports and music, kind of interchangeable. Because you have your, you have your, and shout out to uh to Jar Seven watching on Twitch. He says Kendrick is top five. Like I don't think anybody who is fucking with hip hop right now is going to debate that Kendrick is in the top five unless they are like a super young head and they're just like twenty one Kodak future you know like that mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and they have their roles too like they trap music push your t right now is the king of coke rap uh yeah. followed by uh griselda in them you know what i'm saying um but at my and here's the shit that trips me out at my age of 42 going on 42 i listen to kendrick and i relate to it because mm -hmm. he's talking about real shit especially this album i'm just like bro bro talk about it. you know talk about this shit this shit needs to be talked about yeah you have the platform to do it and you're willing to use your platform dedicate 
a, a two di- a, a a a double disc album to the to these topics. Yep, and I love them for it. I I, I always love when artists take risks. Um, I'll be honest, KOD by J Cole. I was not feeling that shit first off off rip. Um, like I don't know why, like it, it, but he was coming with a message with that one. You know, he had a reason yep. for making that 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 project. And like I said, it took me about five, six listens. And I was just like, I see what you're doing, Cole. I see what you're fucking doing. Yeah. And yep. and it elevated the status of that that album to me. So this one did not take it. I mean, I don't know. It took me a span over two or three days to, to listen to KOD that many times. Today, I just, bro, I was stuck on this album. Listening oh, yeah. to, to yeah. every song, listening to every word. And bro, this this is album of the year so far to me. And based on what is projected to come out later this year, I don't see anybody really, really, uh, really changing my mind on this. My opinion only. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like I get excited when a Drake record drops because I know what to expect. It's gonna give me the. The chill, mellow music. He gonna throw a couple bangers on there, throw a couple trap beats on there, do his shit. And I know I'm gonna be entertained and, and have something to listen to in the car. This shit, like, like if you listen to this in the car, you gotta be riding with some motherfuckers that respect this shit. You gotta, you, you gotta, know what yeah, I'm yeah. You gotta have some, you gotta have some <laughs> intellectual motherfuckers in the car with you. You know what I mean, like. That drink wine and smoke cigars. Some grown motherfuckers in there. Yeah, you got me. You got to. It's got to be some people. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just have hooligans right. ride with you listening to this shit. Right. But uh, it might be a bonus podcast, or we are gonna have to do something on the salute, the next war room, or something where we gonna have to do homework and present top five to 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 the masses and be ready to defend it. You know what I'm saying? So uh yep. we'll 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 talk to hip hop chief conscious rhymes and, and, and figure that out. But uh you and MRK already talked about it, and I know he was yeah. hitting to it in numerous, numerous interviews. Kendrick is three for three. If he drops another one and it's a and, and, and it's and it's 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 timeless. Well, I know I know it sounds Bro, fucking blasphemous. You. It sounds blasphemous you. to say it. When you say greatest of all time, like it sounds blasphemous to give that title to somebody with four albums out. When you got cats like Too Short that have dozens. Yeah. But these four albums, the is quality over quantity for me. Like when this dude makes you wait, you know it's worth it. Yo, you know it's worth it. Oh, yeah. Like Dr. Dre be like, yo, wait for Detox. Wait for detox. I'm tired of waiting for that shit, bro. And I know when you drop detox, it's probably more of the same shit that you've been producing. You know what I'm saying? Because you, you're fit in this thing. Kendrick, you don't know what the fuck he do. So when he's sitting and chilling, and I mean, bro, when I hear him on features, I get excited. When he's on Baby Keem shit, on Family Ties and Range Brothers, I was just like, y'all ain't ready for what Kendrick about to give you. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all ain't ready for what Kendrick about to give you. Like he still got it. He can still come out and 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 battle anybody out here. But he gave us this. 
this introspective, the most intimate album I have in recent memory. An artist bearing their making themselves this vulnerable to the public. Mm. All right, Jar Seven on here, not in any order. Kendrick, Biggie, Tupac, Jay Z, Rakim. Is that oh, so kind of Jar what your Se- top five looks like? Uh, yeah, yeah. Right now. So my top five prior to today to today was Biggie. Yeah. Uh, not in this order, but Biggie, Pac, Jay, right. Rakim, and Black Thought. I'm trying to figure out who I'm kicking out, and it's probably either going to be Rakim or Biggie. I fuck with that. I, I was about to do the 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 what? <laughs> he got two albums out, bro. He got two albums. Yeah, it's, they're they're great. It's one. It's one of the two, and I, I'm I'm debating on yeah. on what's the harder choice. You know what I mean, like. Yeah, Jar says he he understands that we got to keep Biggie out. But um, yeah. that's what we got. If if y'all got other opinions, man, drop them in the comments. If y'all if y'all are bold enough to put top top five in there, we don't need a particular order. But if you're that brave to be like, I stand by this order, cool. Just drop it in the comments. You know, we'll we'll have a debate about it. We'll we'll talk about it. Uh, we'll, we we got a dedicated show to this. Show, oh yeah, we do. loving hip hop as, as much as we do. Um. But how many episodes ago was it that we talked about everybody's favorite reality star, Kim Kardashian? It wasn't exactly last episode. It was probably the... It wasn't the last episode? It was the last episode. No, it was the one before that where, where her it? son saw the... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Yeah, on, on Roblox, apparently, right? Uh, yep. So would you guys... How shocked would you guys be Pitmasters, if I said Kim Kardashian is not so much back in the news, but is saying some shit to get attention for herself. Uh, let me present to you uh, exhibits. <laughs> well, let me introduce. So, uh, all deaf music is reporting, and this is an interview she had with People Magazine that. Kim reveals she struggles to dress herself without Kanye. Let that marinate for a bit while I take a sip. (laughs) Easy taught me. This grown woman who should have a designer, a stylist, and all of this other stuff. The The whole shebang. She has a makeup artist, hairdresser, everything. Says she struggles trying to dress herself without Kanye. So now mm. I share this with you guys. Oh, oh, boo. This is how it's going to show up. I got y'all. Hold on. <laughs> Abra. Kadabra. There we go. So as you see here, over here, uh, speaking with her sister, Courtney Kardashian, about the ongoing divorce proceedings, the Skims founder said she got to a point where I would ask him for advice for everything down to what I wear. Even now, I'm having panic attacks. Like, what do I wear? Kim explained. In New York, I will say, he styled me for all. He styled me all for SNL. She added, shouting out her ex for curating her looks 
for the October 2021 show, which she notably hosted in a hot pink Balenciaga jumpsuit. And this story is from uh, People. People. So I ask you, boy, and this this is on a on a serious tip. Mm-hmm. Branding wise, for Kim, do you feel as if? leaving Kanye is going to hurt her brand moving forward. Do you feel being with Kanye is the most prominent that she will ever be in her career, to give it a word? That's a tough question because Kim Kardashian is a brand on her own, right? But I will say right. that when she when she was with Kanye, like that shit reached a pinnacle of elegance. You know what I mean? Like she went from being Kim Kardashian, the reality star, to oh shit, she's really beautiful and she can really dress and she has a fashion sense about her now. You know what I mean? Now we're figuring out this shit was all attributed to Kanye because. Kanye had the fashion sense. Kanye styled her most of the time. You know what I mean? And when you did get those glimpses of her, that was Kanye's work on full display. You know what I mean? Does it hurt her? Does it hurt her brand? Yep. I don't so much it does hurt her brand. But it can it, it can it can tarnish it just a little bit knowing Kanye was behind it. Where she goes from here is totally on her own. It's kind of like Amber Rose, right? When when Kanye was with Amber Rose, Amber Rose was popularity shot up. Yeah, she was up mm-hmm. there. You know what I mean? She got with Wiz Khalifa. Right back to earth she went. Maybe the same shit uh, happened with Kim Kardashian. Who knows? But they did. That they is... did do a. They did a. They did a great before and after comparison of what she dressed like before Kanye and then with Kanye. And if she goes back to that shit, then yeah, you better keep them Hulu shows on, mm-hmm. on standby. You better keep that shit rolling because it's going to be hard <laughs> out here for you. I'll say this. Without even checking, I would assume that once her and Kanye started their relationship, Ratings for keeping up with the Kardashians went up because it brought a whole yeah. new audience over to to their show. Yeah, um, because more people kind of wanted a glimpse into the life of Kanye. Um, now that he's gone, um, bro, I f- I feel like I'm glad she's happier with Pete Davidson. Apparently. Right, Pete Davis is treating her well and everything. I'm happy for them. I wish them nothing but the best. But he don't have the clout, and and and, exactly. and he don't have the clout that Kanye got. And exactly, Kim, you was eating off. You was eating off that clout. You was wearing. You was wearing desirable clothes that people were just like, bro, you got the new Yeezy, this, the the that, the this, like the. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, yeah. you were squared away when it came to fashion. Like, say what you want about Kanye, 
brilliant businessman um knows how to market himself he, he is he is maneuvering the business world like 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 no other you know there's very few people who are very smart business wise like kanye say whatever you want about him personally his personal life whatever he's going through mental health stuff but business wise he makes winning moves um, oh yeah kim benefited from that and now that i think america is kind of over or the world is kind of over the back and forth of them splitting up um like i don't know i haven't checked the ratings of their new show on hulu but the fact that she keeps bringing kanye up to get clicks and to get eyes on her new show screams desperation it's a cry for help (laughs) that's all i'm gonna say that's all i'm gonna say you know it's 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 crazy you know like how you look at everybody's just like oh oh, he's crazy yeah i'm glad she left like and it's good like if he was really messing with your mind like that and, and tweet you all those crazy things he was tweeting you you said he was and texting you all the crazy stuff get away from that stuff right you got kids to think oh, about and and you got to move on with your life your your life your life <laughs> but i think you're starting to see the effects of 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 kanye not being there no more you know what i'm saying yeah. you're starting to see that effect uh you're not getting all the his 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 designs and shit you know it's it's not it's not just in your closet anymore unless you go out to buy it you know and i'm sure she has the money to go buy it but like you don't have his mind telling you how to how to rock it if that makes sense i don't know exactly you have pete davidson but that comes to a bigger point that comes to a bigger point does kim kardashian owe her fame and it's it's comedic now that I think about it. To being tied to very prominent at the time black men. Does she owe her fame to that? Yes. A hundred percent. Listen, if, if she wasn't getting like dicked every, down in it, every step higher, right, every step yeah. higher in popularity was when she moved on to a relationship with another black man yes absolutely absolutely and then she she reached a point to where it benefited her on every level with kanye right because let me tell you something she this may sound harsh and i don't i don't mean to be harsh i'm just making a comparison she played gta with with the black dick you know what i'm saying so you know how gta you start off you ain't got shit you know what I'm saying? Like you have nothing. You have to work your way up to the big high rise. This is exactly what she did. This is exactly what she did. <laughs> like you start off in the ghettos, you know what I'm saying? You have nothing. With the Ray J's? Yeah. So you, you go for the Ray J, the little the little corner grab, you know what I'm saying? You nail that. All right, now you got a little bit more eyes on you, so you get you an NBA guy. You know what I'm saying? Then you go for then you go for the Kanye. You know what I'm saying? That's exactly what she did. 
She worked her way up. Mm. And, and now, like I, I didn't even consider all of that until I read this this piece where I'm just like, and then I just went back and looked like Ray J, uh, Reggie Bush, uh, old old uh, mulatto dude. Who was it? Played mm. for the Nets. They yeah. they actually got married for like forty something days and then split up. Mm. And uh, Kanye. Uh, I think Kanye was like her longest relationship. And then now it's like Pete Davidson. And I, I mean, I'm I'm sure Pete's cool. He's cool uh, based on what he shared, the text Kanye and him are sending back. Pete looks like he has a handle on handling his mental health issues and is trying mm-hmm. to help Kanye, but Kanye don't want to hear it because Kanye is Kanye. Exactly. But... You stepping out with Pete Davidson is not the same as you stepping on that red carpet with Kanye. Kanye. And and it is what it is at that point. I'm yeah, just shocked Kanye, that she's like Kanye can ha- handle that. Pete Davidson's just happy to be there. That's that's the biggest difference. Kanye can work the room because he knows people. And I keep going back in my mind to this this clip that I saw. Where Kanye was asking Kim, yo, can you chill on all the scantily clad pictures that you are posting, you know, all around uh, on social media, the internet and stuff. And she's like, no, because that's what I do. Like that, that's how I got to where I am, X, Y, and Z. And, and props to her for standing on that hill and saying, you knew this is what I was doing when you met me like me doing that is probably what brought you to me Kanye so why am I going to stop now I think Kanye was looking future sight right like your beauty is not always going to be here like we got kids now and and all this other stuff like before you had no kids it was just you and whatever dude you were with we have a daughter we have a son all of this stuff like you might want to dial back on dressing like you're doing and again as as a man i i feel like um i can't really speak from a female's perspective and and understanding that but as a dad i can i can kind of understand where kanye was coming from like can you can you dial that dial it back back yep she was like no i will not (laughs) and i'm mad that you're asking me to do this and kanye was like all right you know, like, do you? You grown, you grown. Oh my God, Kanye! They found the, they found the ad for the video. I fucking told you this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? This <laughs> <laughs> so what I was telling you was good. Like, like I, without saying it, yeah. Like, this is what I was saying was gonna happen. Right. 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 <laughs> and like. This whole I struggle to dress without Kanye. I think it's one of the things where she's like, I gotta say something about Kanye to make people tune into the show or whatnot. Um, because like I, I feel she'll be fine. Like she she's not like she don't know how to put pants and a shirt on and shit. Like she's not losing her mind. Like she can't get put clothes on. She's just like I guess my drip ain't the same. My swag, my clout, all of that. My fashion sense ain't the same. I'm not trending in fashion like i used to be when i was with you you know um 
but it is what it is at this point you know as long as she is emotionally better with pete cool stay there kim because mental health is a thing and if kanye was stressing you out and, and you felt he was a bad influence around the children and shit kind of fucking ironic when you're talking about your son saw your sex tape fucking ad on roblox which i yeah. still believe is fake as fuck at this point bullshit bullshit um, we need an update yeah. no no editor from 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 roblox roblox came out and was like we have no there was no official statement from the creators of roblox <laughs> saying we're going to ban ads on our nope. site none at all son saw an ad for a sex tape they knew it was bullshit. They knew it. Was and my son is my son is still going strong on Roblox, and I have yet yeah, to see an ad pop an up ad. as he's playing games, ad free. All these, not one ad pops up while playing Roblox. But maybe I fucked around and downloaded the ad free version of it. I don't know. I doubt it because I would have seen that charge on my my fucking statement. But huh? I think that's enough, Kim K. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Another amazing piece of entertainment media dropped within last week and we are going to be talking about dr strange and the multiverse of madness in this segment of mac and mac at the movies All right, fam. Uh, we postponed last week's show. We pushed it over to the right one day. Yep. Uh, so we can both go see that Doctor Strange on Friday. Yep. What you think, my guy? Oh man. Oh man. Uh, first and foremost, all roads led to Doctor Strange. If if you've been watching the Disney Plus shows. Uh, WandaVision and uh, Loki didn't necessarily lead into it. They just got to the fact that there are multiple universes out there. Yeah. They they, they yeah. brought that fact out. Um, what else? Uh, what If played a really huge part in this movie. Was It was a really, really mm -hmm. key part of this movie just based off uh, that one episode they did. Well, all of the episodes really tied into this movie. Um, just based on where they went and the introduction of uh, America Gomez, uh, which is Miss Marvel. Chavez. Uh, uh, America Chavez, Chavez, sorry. America Chavez. Yeah, America Chavez. Yeah. Sorry, the actor's last name is Gomez. I always get that messed up. But yeah, the... <laughs> The uh, the way they the way they did this movie, brilliant, brilliant. Um, I don't know if I want to give spoilers. Can we give spoilers? It's Are been you a week, able man. to talk about? Yeah, <laughs> it's been Are a you week. able to do it without spoilers? Yes or no? If you can't, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! Spoiler. Alert. All right, we did. I try to spoiler do, alert. Yes, yeah, you're alert. watching this live, or if you're listening to this post live, or you're watching this wherever you watch us at. If you have not seen Doctor Strange, appreciate you listening. Appreciate you watching. Uh, 
get out of here. But, uh, <laughs> if you stay, if Just you know. stay, you are accepting the risk that this movie will be spoiled for you. So I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you ten seconds. I'm telling y'all, we 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 gonna get it into this thing. It's not gonna be small spoilers. We gonna fuck this whole movie up for you. We gonna fuck it up for you. All right, it's been ten seconds. So, <laughs> all right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so y'all hard headed. If y'all still here, you hard headed. You deserve what's about to happen. Yeah, you deserve it. You deserve it. So the the way they 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 introduced this movie and was the fact that he would he had been having dreams right and then you see a doctor strange die that was from another universe then crosses over into that uh into the universe doctor strange right yep so yep. from the moment that he meets america chavez and they try to figure out like why does everybody want you and then they go into this alternate universes the introduction of the X-Men, um, which I think in this movie, they kind of alluded to the fact that Wanda was an X-Man based off her interaction with uh, Professor X in this movie, who, if you did watch yep. commercials, you know is uh, is uh, in the Illuminati. And I love the way they did the Illuminati because you had uh, the parts from What If, tied into that, which uh, Peggy Carter is Captain Britain, was really good. You had the yep. Black Captain Marvel. Um, really huge surprise. Uh, Mr. Fantastic was in this movie, which they finally introduced yep. the Fantastic Four to the MCU through that. Woo! And bruh, Bruh, you know it's coming. You know it's coming, and you know it's gonna be awesome. You know what I'm saying? You know it's gonna mm -hmm. be awesome. But I'm I'm glad that they yep. they introduced that, and I'm glad that they showed how powerful Wanda was. Her being the villain, but yep. the reason for her being the villain was, you know, through the dark hole, which played a really huge part in the whole movie, bro. Uh huh. This movie was incredible, incredible. How'd you feel about it? I loved it. On the scale to one to five, I was between the four and a quarter and four and a half puffs, right? Mm -hmm. um, and and that's not bad, ladies and gentlemen. That's not that's not bad at all. Um. I I loved it. Um I liked bro. The minute uh he goes to talk to Wanda and she's on the orchid, right? And she's pruning the trees and all that stuff. And he's talking like, "Yo, I might need your help cuz this, you know, this 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 girl I have countered has these powers um and the creature that was following her had these runes and i know that's witchcraft and i know you a witch you want to help me out with this 
and uh so they're walking she's and talking like, and she's like bro just bring america over here just bring america over here i know all about running away from and then he stops walking and i'm just like oh he didn't even say the name and wanda knew it and then she took that fucking illusion down and you can see the the the, the fucking world that she was in burnt that bitch and to chris when wanda goes full villain lord jesus y'all thought thanos was a problem like wanda had the ability to be way worse than anything thanos <laughs> could have dreamed about being you know what i'm saying like yeah and you kind of got that sense in Endgame where wanda was about to pull thanos apart until he fucking was rain fire you know to just yeah, destroy like, everything down do it fucking, you know. <laughs> yeah. do it but it's sir crazy. our troops do it hell no this woman is about to destroy you <laughs> <laughs> fuck them kids but actually seeing and, and it was the right it was the wanda was an avenger everybody who has just been watching mcu right and this is speaking strictly from somebody who not me like i i dabble in i do the research on youtube and 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 whatnot to know the backstories because mcu isn't mm-hmm. going to lay everything out made them from the comments but the casual fan who just watched the mcu is in love with wanda because they think wanda's a good guy no to see that flip to see that flip well you know she's always evil but i'm saying the casual fan who has been watching is like but she's a good guy she helps the avengers to see that she that she is willing to go 100% off tracks because she wants to be a mom so bad. She Oh yeah. Vision dying had did something to her that that put the world in jeopardy. Um and I was joking while I was watching the movie like, man, these motherfuckers, these superpowered people just need to not fall in love with anybody because nope. love will make a motherfucker do crazy shit. And sure enough, Wanda started doing crazy shit <laughs> you know what i'm saying wanda was just fuck it i got kids in other galaxies other universes i'm gonna go to them they ain't here they're real in other galaxies universes i'm going there and then the part that hit yeah. me when strange was just like so you're gonna go there what are you gonna do with the actual wanda in that universe and she ain't answer because you knew what she was finna do that bitch yeah, gotta fuck go. That bitch. I'm gonna kill yeah, her. And I'm gonna that take her place, right? Yeah. The horror aspect, having her be a, a full witch, reminded me of like Japanese horror movies and how like they they dealt with the supernatural. Uh, the part that really creeped me out is like when she goes to fucking uh, to fuck up all the sorcerers at their temple, and they try to lock her out. And she starts popping up in the reflections in the the the, the pools. Oh man, yeah. In the room, and then they forget to cover the gong that has a reflection, and she starts like disfiguring herself to crawl out of the yeah. the, the fucking gong to jump. Bro, I'm just like, yo, Wanda is is not for play. Yeah, Wanda not is play not play. for play. <laughs> she bought this. She bought um, that action, boss. <laughs> she bought that action. Wanda was like, hey, man, I got kids in other universes. You know what I'm saying? Get me to them. 
or, or everybody dies. Yep. <laughs> right. Give me to my kids. Or I'm so AD is talking in the comments. AD's in the comments talking about the fight with the Illuminati. So um, for those who don't know, uh, so our current universe that we have been watching the MCU in is 616. Earth mm -hmm. 6, our universe 616. Yep. They end up in universe 838 where yep. uh, that versions of uh, Carl Mordo, if you recall in the first uh, Doctor Strange, uh, was the black dude who was just like, bro, y'all wild. Sorcerer Supreme was really with the dark arts and all that stuff. Everything I've known has been a lie. I'm out of here, right? Um, so as America and Doctor Strange escape from Wanda in 616, they end up in 838. And that's when they come across the Sanctum where Carl Mordo is the Sorcerer Supreme um, with his Tyler Perry cornroll dread wig that he had on. The minute he came out with that thing... <laughs> The minute he came out with that thing, I bust out laughing. I was like, is this filmed in Tyler Perry Studios? Because it looks like a mm -hmm. Tyler Perry Studio type wig, man. Like, Tyler, like it's been a while since we've seen you, one. Carl. You, you yeah. couldn't grow. You couldn't grow out enough hair to get the, the lace front. Not in that amount you know, of time. To, to, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> but he came out with them weak-ass dreads and shit or whatever. But then he gets taken to the Illuminati which uh was like my favorite part because mm -hmm. oh man because it the let it it, it re it let me know for certain 100 certain that the mcu now has the licenses for fantastic four and x-men yep and it and it felt good to see that shit it felt good because i know fantastic four movie is coming and they're gonna redo that x-men shit right and it's gonna be good. So, the Illuminati, uh, Charles Xavier, obviously, who was played by Patrick Stewart, he came out in the old school X Men '90s animated yellow hover chair. Uh, yep. You had, of course, Carl Mordo, the Sorcerer Supreme, uh, Captain Carter, the first Avenger, right? So instead of Steve Rogers, mm -hmm. it was Captain Carter. So if you've seen episode one of What If, you kind of know what that's about. So Peggy Carter took the serum. Uh, you had Maria Rambo, right? In that universe, yep. if you've seen uh, Captain Marvel, she was uh, uh, Claire's, uh, you know, Mom. homegirl. Yeah. Yep. Test pilot, the black, the black uh, pilot from that one who flew the spaceship up there. Uh, you had Black Bolt uh, from the Inhumans show, um, which I didn't watch. Uh, I, I didn't know it was it. trash, but Black Bolt was in there. Um, and then you had Reed Richards, Fantastic Four, Mr. Fantastic himself, played by yeah, they... John Krasinski, yep. aka Jim from The Office. And I was I was so stoked to see that man. I was like, boy, MCU is not pulling. Boy, they're getting the big names. Boy, they're getting the peoples <laughs> out here. They're getting the peoples out here. You know what I'm Yo, saying? Yo, the whole theater um, popped when he when they showed him. Everybody was like, oh shit! Yeah, it was. It was when awesome. they were like the smartest man alive, Reed Richards, yep. and that portal came up. He's like, Brr. I was like, oh, it's Jim <laughs> from the office. <laughs> it's my boy Jim. Where's Pam? You know, but. 
uh, it was exciting to see, man. It was exciting to see. And the funny part is, Stranger's talking to him. He's like, y'all have no idea what the fuck's on the way here. <laughs> Scarlet Witch is coming. And they, they were so cocky. They was like, bro, we could deal with a, a deal dream with walking worse. witch. We could deal with a dream walking witch. You know what I'm saying? And they could not. So um, to get them to let's talk about that fight, you. man. Do, how do you feel about how easy uh, Scarlet Witch dispatched of the Illuminati? The world's, at the time, the most, the, the, the world's smartest, most powerful individuals in that universe. How do you feel about how easily she dispatched of it? Bro, y'all thought Invincible was bad? Wanda came in that bitch on on 10. On 10. And was like, I got this shit. No shoes. I got this shit. Mom no shoes. A flowy tank top. Limping. Because she walked on glass. Hell yeah. Wash. Gave them the, the strongest, business. The strongest superhumans in that universe. Yo, Murphy. here's a comment. So this was my favorite part. It was like she took Black uh, Black Bolt mouth away. It was like all he has to do is talk. And you out of here, baby. And she was like, talk with Reed what? Richards was buddy? out of pocket. <laughs> Wanda, Black Bolt can eliminate you with one whisper from his mouth. What mouth? What mouth? That motherfucker was like... <laughs> <laughs> Matrix! <laughs> I'm in the matrix. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> is going on? Bro, blew his ass up. Blew him yeah, up. Yeah. Oh. Right? Which, which, which I could care less about. <laughs> I, I felt some type of way because they kind of displayed a little bit of his power when they showed how they destroyed Doctor Strange in 838. Mm. Like he walked up to him and he was like, I'm sorry. And just obliterated that motherfucker obliterated so he's yep. strong he's strong she was like saying this she song was just like you have bitch. no mouth like without a mouth you're no threat Whoop! i'll yep. take that he was gone i'm not gonna lie and say left. i didn't feel a type of way when uh she got rid of reed richards oh, i yeah. will say though i was hyped when he was like i also have children Cause that let me know Franklin's out there in these streets. Mm -hmm. And if you, you dabble or you don't, you can YouTube, you know, Franklin Reed and see what that motherfucker's about. Cause he's about that business. Hey, Omega level. Omega level. Real quick. Real That's quick. all I'm gonna say. Real, Go ahead. Real quick. In one of these universes, in one of these universes, the son of Reed Richards in one of these universes the son of Reed Richards or Reed Richards is the son of somebody so it's either the son or the son of Reed Richards or Reed Richards is the son of Kang the Conqueror mm -hmm. in one of these universes I gotta go back I've been drinking yep. so so that's <laughs> gonna come into play bro uh when he said that i was just like oh man this is 
oh they they good for the next 20 years at least like they they got oh, yeah. stories they got art they can follow they i will be 60 whatever years old geeked in a theater for mcu movies yes <laughs> geeked um but i felt some kind of way with how he was just dispatched i was just like i would have loved to have seen a fantastic four movie with Krasinski as reed richards you well, know maybe you they'll do it in another will. universe or something you know yeah you, you know what i'm saying will. uh over in uh our universe of 616 um but i felt some copper way because i was just like get out of reed and he threw that fucking uh extendo punch from a la Dossium from uh street fighter mm-hmm. and she was like bro miss me with that shit and get shredded is literally yeah. cross-cut shredder like comsec yeah. is how like Mm-hmm. Comsec can't even be shredded as, as good as nope. he was. <laughs> he was. He was done. He was done. So then we roll into uh, Captain Carter and then uh, Ms. Marvel. Uh, the fight between them. What did you think about that, that battle? I thought that was a really good battle. It was, it was, it was really entertaining. So when she hit Miss Marvel, not um, when she hit uh, Captain Britain with that goddamn look. Somebody said she hit her with that destructo disc. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, <laughs> shit! Ooh. Ooh, shit! Right through so, a body. right after right after the classic Captain America line. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Right after I the could do this all day. Line. I could do like everybody. Everybody cheered in the theater. Yeah, like oh, I knew she was gonna fuck? say that. Yeah, I knew she was gonna say it. Like I said it before, I was like, "Ooh, she gonna say I can do this all day." When she said, it, "I was like, yeah," then it was like, "Shit, well, no, damn. the fuck you can't. You uh, can't do this all day anymore. You could do this for about thought, half the day." You thought? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, it's still too soon, bro. <laughs> you, you can do it for half the day. Half the day, maybe. <laughs> All day. So I will say, not uh, social. so let me ask you this because I've been asking everybody Captain Marvel and her. Do you think how she dispatched of Captain Marvel was legit? Or do you think it was like, I, I wasn't really feeling it? You know what I'm you saying? had to, you had to, because on the on the on the scale of trying to make her the villain, I understood it. But in reality, Captain Marvel will probably fuck Wanda. Now let me say this, because we talked about this on Saturday Night Nerds last week. Rob Gibbons, uh, who you know does the comic wars and, and is, is, is about as into the comics as you can get, uh, kind of on par with where you're at and where uh, Jedi is at. Uh, Fitzmaurice. In that universe, like in 616, she is infused not only by the the, the power from the engine that hit her, but also from the Tesseract and all that stuff. Right. right. So she has right. infinity stone level power. I'm unaware is if Monica uh her power is also infused by an infinity stone, or is it just from the 
the energy from the engine of the the test plane the experimental engine that they were using because rob was like we're not we're not sure if 100 percent this universe's captain marvel has the tesseract power in her right which is why right. She was wanda able was able it. to beat her because she has the infinity stone power inside of her so that's why right. it, it was a close battle you know like it looked like it was going to be a stalemate but then she hit her with that statue shit and i was just like like monica couldn't fucking zap that statue or fucking right, catch right. it and hold it and, and push it away or you know that that's that's where i was at with that like right i felt like that was a cop-out kill I, it probably was it probably was and again i looking at the movie i didn't i didn't put too much energy towards it because i understood where they were going with it like monica uh yeah monica rambo had to lose that fight she had to yeah like yeah you could you couldn't you couldn't do anything else but have her lose that fight but in reality in, in reality captain marvel yeah. wins that fight <laughs> she yeah she she wins that fight like she probably mm -hmm. could have fucked up Thanos. you know what i'm saying on, on some on some yeah. real shit So now it comes to this one. This is where I called absolute bullshit. Her mind is stronger than Professor Xavier's mind? No. No. Okay. Because in the classes of, uh, of mutants, she's not even ranked that high. Even though she is the Scarlet Witch. Even though she is the Scarlet Witch, she's a level four mutant. Yep. That that that's the one death, like outside of Captain Marvel's. But I think Rob explained it to a point where I can be like, "All right, I see that," you know. Yeah. But he also disagreed with the ease at which Professor Xavier was taken out, and I get it. Patrick Stewart's old; he probably wasn't there to do all that shit. But when he showed up in that dream world, wearing that motherfucking outfit from Burlington Coat Factory, the black turtleneck <laughs> with the fucking. <laughs> The fucking uh Bahama Bay slacks and shit. Um I I just Wanda is strong, but what that wasn't now, here the OG like the that is Wanda dreamwalking into another person. You know what I'm saying? So right. plus after fighting the Illuminati and all that, like she should have been at level of fatigue to where Professor Xavier could have just easily easily manipulated her and, and, and dispatched of her. You know what I'm saying? Um, here's what I would have done. In here's, my what, here, here's what I would have done. Right? Uh -huh. If if Wanda was able to dispatch of Professor X that easily it's because Wanda is a Nexus is a Nexus human or a Nexus being. Right? Meaning there's yes. only one of her. There, there's multiple copies of her, but there's only one of her that has that power, right? Yes. So she can dreamwalk and bring that power into other universes. The other people don't have the power that they do in other universes. And she's able to defeat mm. them easier because she does have that power. And I don't know if the that's Steve what they Jobs were actually special going for. Yep. <laughs> about to build the iPhone 14 and shit. 
<laughs> he was, hey, was talk to them. The talk to them real quick. I gotta go. I gotta go refill. All right, cool, cool. All right. Um, yeah, but that that's probably the biggest, the biggest cop out. And AD said it. Like it, it, it was a cop out. But I get you. Got to make the movie go along. Um, so I, I felt some type of way about that. But let me just say this: that wasn't the biggest thing I had an issue. That wasn't like the. I guess you could say corniest part of the movie when he went to the sanctum that was uh the incursion was happening in and he had to fight the doctor strange from whatever universe was getting pulled in there who had the the dark hold what did y'all think about that fight with the musical notes of all the things doctor strange can create and manifest and 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 all of that stuff what did y'all think about the duel of the musical notes is all I want to ask. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll give it a second. Let y'all jump in here and, and share your thoughts. But um, I'm guessing you can tell by, by the tone of my voice and how I'm leading into this fight. Uh, I wasn't. I thought it was like, what is happening in this movie? Like this movie was, it, it's good, but I guess every movie needs that one scene where you're just like, what in the entire fuck is happening right now? Because that was me in the theater when they were Battle of the Beats. You know what I'm saying? I felt musical battles, uh, Scott Pilgrim did it better with the bass battle between Scott and uh, Todd. <laughs> Evil X number three. Um, it, it was just like, can you not just throw the piano at this motherfucker? You just using the the sheet music, and he's just gonna throw the sheet like the the. <laughs> it was a scene I could do without. It was a very, it was a very, an AD said it, it was very Disney. It was a very Disney scene um, that I could have done without. Um, but I get it. You know, it, it was a whole thing. The the reincarnation back into the dead, strange and six one six. I thought it was a nice a nice callback because he buried the strange from the other universe in the beginning of the movie, and now he's utilizing him to get back into six one six using the dark hold and and all of that stuff. But um. The let me ask y'all this. What did you think about how Wanda was defeated? She saw the kids didn't were scared of her. So she was like, I am getting rid of the dark hold and I am sacrificing myself to do this. How did you guys feel about that ending? Cause I I don't know if they were just like, bro, this movie's going over two hours we gotta we gotta figure out a way to defeat this very powerful threat so let's just let her see the kids being scared of her and uh then she'll feel regret and remorse and she'll go destroy the dark holds temple and destroy herself in the process and uh that'll be the you end of wanda that. that that that's gonna end that's gonna end the major threat in the in the film so uh, 
I thought that was kind of weird because Professor X being the Omega mutant that he is to be able to just show people different realities. He could have just showed Wanda that from the start in their battle and had Wanda calm the fuck down, but he didn't do that. He was just trying to grab the imprisoned Wanda out of this fucking World War II bunker. That didn't work. Um, Taylor says, I think Wanda's defeat was hella realistic. Like a parent would be devastated if the kids did that shit. And I agree as a parent, like I said, I felt her pain, but I'm just like, I think Dr. Strange kind of was hinting towards that. Like, bro, you're, you're going to kill their mom and try to, you know, like that. The kids aren't really going to fuck with you, you know, side note. Let me just say Wanda's kids in that universe were extra hella corny. Super Can I have corny. ice cream? No. Mom, come here. It's super important. Come on, mom. Mom, please. Mom, come here. It's super important. Okay. Are you going to go or am no, I going to go? No, I'm going to go. No, I'm going to go. You go. Okay. How about you both go? We would like some ice cream because we'll be good. Yeah, take y'all ass to bed. I'm oh, take to bed. y'all damn Chippendale, Rescue Ranger, <laughs> Chipmunks, asses to bed. Get your Come ass on. upstairs. No goddamn ice cream for y'all singing asses. Out here Come sounding on. like, you know, prepubescent, uh, pre, what is it, prepubescent. I can't say the fucking word. I've been drinking. <laughs> it's sounding corny as fuck. Damn, boy band wannabe man, go, go to sleep. Hell yeah! So long, <laughs> farewell. <laughs> I need to say fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Cream, cause we'll be good. I said no. God damn. Y'all ass the bed. Corny ass song. <laughs> Who the fuck taught y'all this shit? Cause it wasn't me. Yeah. I don't be walking yeah, I around singing this shit. <laughs> AD says that bullshit ice cream song won't work at Brown Homes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this ain't American oh, Idol. Sing? This ain't auditions. Get your ass. You gonna up. be singing? I bet your ass be singing in church this Sunday. I bet that. I bet that. <laughs> don't sing for ice yep. cream, but won't solo. sing for Jesus. Lead solo. I'm gonna put him in the, the front. Lead solo. <laughs> Put him in the front. Nah, nah. Nah, sing like you were singing about that ice cream. Mm -hmm. Sing about how you sing that same energy. (laughs) The same energy you had for ice cream, have it for Jesus. Mm -hmm. The same energy you had for ice cream, have it for Jesus. (laughs) Sing for Jesus, boy. It's my son uh, right there. (laughs) In credit scene. In credit scene. Or was it the mid credit? Mid credit, because the end credit was no. Yeah, wow. credit. Clea shows up. Mm-hmm. Charlize Theron's fine ass shows up as Clea. Hey, bro, strange. Incursions is popping off. You ready? Then she opens that portal and you see the fucking uh, the dark. Uh, was it dark dimension? Is that what that was? Mm-hmm. Um, where if you have seen Doctor Strange the first movie, you know that's a. Uh, that's where your boy uh, Dormammu stays. And big. Look at Alexa. Ain't nobody said your name, Ale- Alexa. Stop. <laughs> Shut your ass up. Did you call for me? Just sir? like a woman. <laughs> Just like a woman. Jumping in here. Actually, the. Shut up, Alexa. Shut. Alexa. Stop. But you said Charlie. 
yeah. <laughs> you not hurt. But, uh, but um, and then uh, a little tidbit, if you don't know, uh, Clea is actually the niece of Dormammu. Dormammu is Clea's mm. uncle. So uh, I think he married in the I comics. Don't know he either marries her or he has some type of relationship with her. In the comics. Doctor Strange. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange marries her. She becomes Mrs. Yeah. Strange. Yeah. He's done with Christine. Like Rachel McAdams, you had your shot. You had your shot. How I will say this. I will say this. And Apple caught me. Apple caught me laughing at this part. So in 616, he goes to this wedding. And uh <laughs> so like when he walks into church, right? And and he's like, excuse me, and he walks past that black dude and he sits down. And then old boy sits next to him and was like, So you want to be the hero, blah blah blah, but you didn't even get the girl. And I'm just like, oh shit, it's the wedding for Christine. And she walks up there and she's marrying that black dude. I'm just like, <laughs> Steven, you could do a lot of shit, Steven. You could do a lot of shit, Steven, but you can't do what he's doing to Christine. <laughs> Honeymoon about to be turned. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was like, hey, it's a... <laughs> hey, buddy about to take her to Jamaica. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Steven, you can do some things, boy, but hey. you can't do what that brother doing to Christine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> them, them vacation trips about to be lit. Free kid vacation trips? <laughs> She gone. She up there. She done messed around she and got. Her. She got Justin Slade. You know what I'm saying? She got. <laughs> she got Mister. <laughs> oh, he left the chat. <laughs> Black, get back in here, bro. <laughs> God damn it! I'm fucking. Get back in here, man. <laughs> I'll have to put myself out of the damn studio. <laughs> she got Mr. Marcus. Oh, you know what I'm saying? She got Lex Field. <laughs> My guy. You know what I'm talking about? She got <laughs> Brian Pump. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> she got that Mr. Mendingo. You know what I'm saying? She she got, out there. Got she out Richard. There. Richard Mann out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> hey, like, you, you, you say, hey, how, listen, Pitmasters, let me just take a little bit of time. I know we're running long, but I just have to get this point out. You saved the universe, defeated the galactic threat that was Thanos twice. Twice. Um, Turn back time. You know, irritated Darmamu to the point where he left Earth alone. You have the power to do that. And all this brother did was come through and lay that, 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 that. In the words that of life. the homie Keith Baker, in the words of the homie Keith Baker, Uncle Keith, he laid that coon foot down on her. Mm-hmm. The coon foot was laid properly. On, on Christine and Christine was perfect like, alignment. I know a guy who
who is so powerful, who is the Sorcerer Supreme for this universe. But what you just did to me, Jamal, I can't let that go. <laughs> Jamal. Yeah, Jamal. Come <laughs> I can't let that go, Tyrone. I'm with you. You know, and he seems so confident. Like, brother was up there marrying her, was at the reception and shit. He knew Steven Stranger was up in there. He was like, I ain't worried about that shit. I ain't worried yeah, about he, this man. I touched the bottom. I touched the bottom of it. Knocked the bottom out. All that magic. Yep, all that magic couldn't make him touch the back of that Knocked. motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> all right, I'm done. I just thought, I just, bro. <laughs> hilarious. Hilarious. I was just like, there's a lot of things Dr. Strange can do, but apparently... He can't do that. You gotta pull the hair. You gotta you gotta you gotta do the spell, you know what I'm saying? Where her hair is pulled and your your projection is in front of her talking shit to get her back. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Like you gotta pull her hair and then astro project yourself in front of her like you like this shit, don't you? Don't you? Don't you? Bro, the the powers don't do nothing. Cause I you seen Watchmen. Don't right? do nothing. You seen Doc. You see uh -huh. Dr. Manhattan. He was out there cloning himself trying oh, yeah. to give her all the pleasure and shit. And then she she just rolled with Owl Man. You know, Owl yeah. Man was just like, Doc, Dr. Manhattan walking out here destroying destroying cities with a 40-inch dick swinging in the wind as he does it. She gone. <laughs> you see, that's the thing, like you see, you see that shit. Bro, I, I saw Watchmen in IMAX, bro. This is the worst decision I made in my life. It was the worst decision I made in my life. Seeing Watchmen in IMAX, bro. Look at the, the, oh my god, oh my bro. You close your eyes, you can still see it. The blue was so bright, yep. just swinging back and forth. The, yeah, just the translucent ping, just bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> Destroying Vietnam. Destroying Vietnam. <laughs> Like, bro, like, look at my dick as I burn your town to ashes. You can't materialize <laughs> draws. You can't materialize <laughs> no. draws. At He's least a nudist. give me the respect. You're about to disintegrate me in my whole country. Throw I gotta look at this big on, ass bro. dick and die. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> look at my dick and die. That's the last thing I see. That's the last <laughs> thing I see. That's so Damn. disrespectful. This is so disrespectful. Bro, Coda, Bitch, I'm out here naked. Just... <laughs> this is against Lowak. <laughs> Bro, something. This is against something. Like, this is a war crime, my dick while sir. I kill you. <laughs> it's slow motion. The big blue dick is just here to freeze you. Slang, yeah. wang with it. Slang, just... wang with it. Slang, yeah. wang with it. <laughs> 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 Okay. <laughs> anyway, all right, back to it. But <laughs> that's the ultimate swag. You said you gonna die, and my dick out, and my dick. Out. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It was all it right. was genius. Like look at this big ass dick just swinging in the wind. Bitch, die. Y'all can't do shit about it. You know what I mean? Y'all can't do shit. About I know your woman won't it. Die. <laughs> Keep the women. Die. When I come back to regular size, 
it's still big. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Flex. <laughs> All right, so Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. Out of five puffs, what you giving it? I'm going to give it four and a quarter. Because I think we talked about this last week, and I yep. was like four and a quarter on it last week. Um, yep. Because I was in in between four and four and a half, but I'm going I'm to go with solid four and a quarter. I'm with you. Four and a quarter still. Um, so check it out if you haven't seen it. Well, first of all, if you're still watching and you haven't seen it, I'm sorry. We told y'all what it was. Yeah, my was bad. Um, but yeah, I, I I would recommend that movie to anybody who's who is even if you're not following MCU, it's still a good watch. It's a good time, good action, yeah. good visuals, all of that good stuff. Um, I agree. I gave Spider-Man No Way Home. I want to go back. I want to say four and a half. I don't think I went all in with the five. But uh, I want four and a half on that one. I think No Way Home was better than Multiverse of Madness. That's just me. Yeah. Um, yeah. If they would have had more, more rumored cameos to pop up, uh, you know, I, I would have been geeking the whole way. But um, oh yeah, yeah. Four and, four and a quarter is where I'm at. All right. Final shots and thoughts, bro. What you got for them? Um. Just make sure y'all y'all follow the, the the brand. You know, shout out to everybody that tuned in tonight. Even on Twitch, man, we have some Twitch comments in here tonight. So shout out to Jar Seven with the uh, with the Twitch comments, man. Uh, looks like we gaining a little bit of traction over there too. So that's dope. Um, make sure y'all follow the brand. Like I said, we are uh, going to try to do a uh, Instacart giveaway sometime this weekend so our patrons especially if you're on patreon tune into the messages make sure y'all responding and y'all get in on this if you're not a part of the patreon again it's patreon.com slash that film podcast y'all come join uh like i said we're we gonna try to give more to our patrons so we got another no gimmick show planned for you guys um yeah, man, just just tune in to the brand. Thank y'all very much for tuning in tonight. Uh, this was a special day for for both of us. So, yes, um, yeah, we did we did we did the best we could. Hopefully, y'all y'all enjoyed it. So, that's all I got. Um, sometime tomorrow for our patrons, just expect a notification of the inaugural episode of Prove Me Wrong podcast, uh, Sports mm-hmm. Centered um sports centric podcast so we'll be talking about some things uh biggest thing going on right now is the playoffs um yep mvp you know uh joel and b came in second to your boy Jokic. uh james harden didn't show up in the playoff game doc rivers looks like a bad coach uh nfl's coming up Uh, a lot of things to talk about sports wise so um if you haven't followed uh prove me wrong podcast fan group or just the podcast page but you'll get the notification on the that feeling podcast network obviously when it goes uh when we post it there so how we're going to work this this will be live for patrons to comment on and uh you know kind of interact with the show the video will mm-hmm. be posted in the dfpn and the uh prove me wrong page uh so you can watch and and listen and probably leave comments but uh for live interaction it'll just be for the patreon so it's another thing we're doing to get the patrons more more access to uh interact and kind of 
steer the the direction of the shows and stuff if you will so uh stay tuned for that uh we'll get you when we figure out and hammer out a a, a time we'll post that and let you guys know so you can be ready to tune in if you can join in uh outside of that uh end of june you know what that is the quarterly hundred dollar giveaway for our patrons and then um yeah expect mm -hmm. some live watch parties uh, i know you got you and frankie d been talking about watching some of the uh weekly wrestling uh programs live watch comments yeah. you know give reactions and stuff like that so i think that's pretty dope um breaking down the classics east midi 110 uh they're obviously uh you know cranking out the episodes real foods coming out it's a lot of stuff going on man so uh patreon yeah. members patrons you're gonna be uh you're gonna be getting stuff that has been promised to you and we have not forgot about that promise we are going to fulfill that and give you access that uh everybody else is not getting uh to show our appreciation for you guys uh supporting us the way you do yep but that's all i got for him, man that's it man so cool yeah man thank y'all for tuning in to uh yeah <laughs> thank y'all for tuning in to uh episode 78 of the smoke pit podcast here on the dfpn hopefully y'all come back next week till then have love make sex peace i'll holla welcome to the smoke pit Friday night, come and take a load off. Come sit in the smoke pit. It's time for us to show off. It's been a long week. Come relaxing, get some lapsing, and let's talk about these brackets. And while we at it, tell me whose man's is this? Cause I got questions. I'm hoping you can answer it. Get ready, cause you know we gon' talk a lot of shit. It's Mac and Mac. Welcome to the smoke pit.